Welcome back to Manga Years. My name is Corey. Helen and April are not with me today, but I have a very special guest from Shoujo and Shal. It's Ashley. Hello. And uh, today we are not going the old new format like usual. We are just going a deep dive into Aoharu Raig, uh, otherwise known as Blue Spring Raig, uh, published by Shoujo Beat by Io Sakisaka. But before we really get into that, um, for the listeners of this podcast and not of your podcasts, uh, what is kind of your background in manga and uh, shoujo manga? Like, what prompted you to want to start a shoujo manga podcast? <laughs> well, okay, that's that's a semi-funny question to me, just because I actually, at the time, my partner, like when I started the podcast a couple years ago, <clears throat> my partner at the time uh, worked at Viz, and he would get involved with the Shonen Jump podcast. And I was like, hey, that's great. How come your company ignores half of the, your company, <laughs> essentially? <laughs> like, it just like annoyed me to be like, like I always heard him be exuberant about it. And I was like, that, that's fine. I, I want to know why your company ignores the other half of your company. Uh, so then, you know, yeah, uh, he, he was big into podcast space. So... And we did a Digimon podcast at the time called Puddigis. Um So I just kept looking. You know, he would tell me about other manga podcasts as well. And I was like, there is no manga podcast that is talking about shoujo manga. There, there are 50 million Digimon podcasts. <laughs> like, literally, there are like 15 Digimon podcasts and not a single podcast about shoujo manga. So I was like, well, I guess... I'm supposed to be the change that I want to see in the world. So I'll start a shoujo manga podcast. Um, and I mean, I've, I've always been into shoujo manga. Like, uh, you know, growing up with with my friends, we would like ex- exchange uh, bunches of manga. Not not exclusively shoujo, but we were definitely into a lot of Uatase works in particular. So we would pass those around. I, I love Genbu Kaiden immensely. Um, and then. When I had a period back in like 2012 to 2013 where I was unemployed, I like specifically went around reading a lot of manga. And one of them was that, that was how I got introduced to Iosaki Saka was uh, for some reason Strobedge came up on my like radar, um, which is I think her, her previous work to Alhari Ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Strobedge came up on my radar and I was like, that's a cool name. I want to read Strobedge. <laughs> so I read <laughs> Strobedge. <laughs> And I have to admit that at that time, I wasn't, like, super impressed with it. But I did reread that for Shoujo and Tell. Uh, and then I liked it a lot more. Um, so I feel like Iosaki Saka is a very, like, slow burn for me. Like, I've, I've come to appreciate her more throughout the years as I've aged and read even more Shoujo manga for my, for my podcast, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even while reading Aoharu Rag, I was just rereading the first two volumes before we started recording. And those two volumes were... Um, they're like kind of okay uh setting up a lot of stuff for what was going to come next but like the second half of the second volume is where it really picks up um so the slow burn thing is 
Yeah, like uh, reading the first volume of Al Harry Ride, I gotta admit, I was unimpressed the first time. And now I've read it like three times, so I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I get it now, you know? But it's definitely not the height of Al Harry Ride. Yeah, I, I think you have to you have to stick with it a little bit longer to be like, okay, I'm sucked in now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, for me, um, I mentioned this before we started recording, but uh, Helen is not really into this kind of shoujo, one of the co-hosts here. Um, so, for, uh, and like getting into reading manga to begin with, um, is something that I did through shoujo because one, my friend that I was borrowing manga from, uh, was really into shoujo. So she would just give me all of this shoujo to read. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was like watching Naruto, Bleach, Yu Hakusho, those kinds of things. She was like, oh, you need to diversify a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, that breakdown makes a lot of sense to me, uh. Yeah, I, I've always claimed, like, I, I would love to see more shoujo anime in the world just because that is mm-hmm. going to get more people in to that space. Uh, but I absolutely think that shoujo manga is better read uh, just because you can linger on the cute moments, like, as long as you want as the reader instead of yeah. having to speed through. Whereas shonen is, like, action, right? Like, it's really cool to see that animated. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want you want those moments where you're looking at the page and you just kind of put the book into your face and you're like, this is really, really cute. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But um, So we're here to talk about uh, Aoharu Rai. I have actually not read any other Iosaki Taka. I got into this through the anime. Um, and when I found out the manga was coming out, I was really excited about that, but I had never... I still haven't gone back to read Strobeg because, like, I usually read things uh, exclusively for this podcast with my free time, and Helen doesn't <laughs> want to read it, so. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I would recommend Strobeg, and plus the characters appear in How How to Ride in, in the background, so, you know, you gotta you gotta read Strobeg to appreciate their appearance. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, listening to your podcast, and I was like, oh, I, I had no idea that, uh, <laughs> that that happened. Um like i recognize these fools (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do like it when authors do that have the little crossover thing little easter eggs for you and they they did have a also an extra strobeg chapter in the back of the last volume of harder rag as well yeah i didn't read it because i didn't want it to dilute my mind before (laughs) this podcast (laughs) uh right but brief synopsis of what uh our harder rag is about um Usually, when I when I'm talking about JoJo, I have a really difficulty with talking about it because it's really like they hang out and do stuff, and that, that's basically <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, Futaba is a uh, she was kind of a cutesy girl in middle school. Then she entered high school. She wanted to drop that uh, drop that persona because she wanted to be more accessible to having friends that are other girls. Um, so she kind of kind of becomes a tomboyish type of character, uh, but in middle school, when she was still the the uh, the cutesy girl, she was into this dude named uh, Kotanaka, um, and they like they just played uh, a game of cops and robbers for one uh, one day, and she got a crush on him, but he moved away pretty immediately after that. So when he moves back in high school and he's this completely different person, she's kind of thrown by this. Um, and there's another uh, another girl in her in her class called Yuri Makita, who is kind of the uh, 
what Futaba would be if she did not change how she was, I guess. Uh, she is also the kind of that cutesy person he, who um, is really just uh, acting awkwardly around other uh, guys in the class. Like, typical high school awkwardness from all, all of these characters, really. Um, yeah, like... Uh, the other, the other two main characters are uh, Juko Morao and Aya Kominato. Uh, those two seem to have been friends or friendly before the series started. Uh, Shuko is, uh, or has a crush on Tanaka, the teacher, who is the older brother of Tanaka uh, Ko. Um, uh, and Everybody then, has uh, to be interrelated in shoujo. Yeah, can't. yeah exactly. Uh, and Kominakto is just kind of this outgoing dude who is in Tashuko. Um, and the, the series is just their, their budding relationship. As I was mentioning earlier, the first volume doesn't really go into too much. But the second volume, they go on a retreat where Futaba and Ko have uh, volunteered to become the class representatives. Uh, and the other three have volunteered to become event coordinators, which is, I guess, a... Uh, Hunger representative for the class. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese classes have so many representatives. I'm like, it's so yeah. intense. And there's, uh, it doesn't seem like there's too many people in there. There's three rows of people, I guess. I don't know. In the in the class. So there can't be more than 20 <laughs> or so, probably. Yeah. It's like, ah, 25% of your class has to <laughs> like <laughs> coordinate events for your class. It's like, okay. Yeah. Pretty rough. But I guess they have bigger events than some than typical high school classes in the U.S. at least. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but really the rest of the manga, or in, in the second volume, they go on a, a retreat, and that's when they really become closer to each other as they go on this scavenger hunt together. Uh, and I guess shenanigans ensue from there, but like, what were your initial thoughts on Rag when you were reading it? I mean, yeah, as I said, the first volume was really hard for me because I was just like, you know, uh, people talk a lot about this happening in shoujo manga where there's like a premise, right? And then it's like, that's what they sold you on. And then within a couple volumes, that premise is kind of like thrown out the window and you're just like, cool. <laughs> that that no longer really, that was just like a catalyst to the real story. Um, and volume one of Alhara Ride absolutely feels like that, like, yeah, just because the first chapter is them as young people. Uh, it's an extended chapter, I'm pretty sure. And then, you know, you go basically into the future and you're like, all oh, these people are different. Like, why do I, I, ha I didn't have time to get invested in them. Like, why, why do I care? Uh, and then by the end of that volume, Futaba is like chosen to change who she was in that chapter too. And you're just like, so much changing. You're like, why? <laughs> I don't understand why I care about you yet. Um but then, yeah, like, then the period after that, like, volumes two to, like, five or six are just, like, actually really amazing manga. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, the period before, yeah, uh, like, where Futaba is like, what do I do with Nuko and, like, Narumi showing up <laughs> are, are just really great. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, th those were my thoughts <laughs> as well as I was reading this. Um, Reading it again, it kind of reminded me the uh, slow nature that is a lot of the beginnings of shoujo's. But as you like, as I was reading volume thirteen last night, um, I was really 
connected and in vibe with these characters and like I wanted them to uh, end up where they would be happy with each other. Uh, I guess that's, that's yeah. the goal that we're trying to get to with all Shoujo, right? Yeah. And uh, I think in the end, maybe the slow burn, um, you know, start does does pay off with, with all the callbacks that do happen at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is very cute. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say something spoilery right now. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely like, there was one moment at the end where I was like, no, how dare you do that? <laughs> but otherwise, I was like, okay, it's all good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, and I mean, there there are some other characters, obviously there are some other characters that show up and play significant roles. Um, Kikuchi is probably the main one that kind of uh, interrupts the flow between Futaba and Ko as they get closer together. Uh, at this point, Futaba, uh, or at least like through throughout the entire manga, it seems Futaba has this cr- crush on Ko, but she doesn't really know what to do with it because Ko is so... Uh, closed in on himself um, and Kikuchi kind of helps Fukaba open up a little because they uh, well first she accidentally gropes him which I think that was a, a little bit of a infamous image that went around Twitter when it was in the anime <laughs> <laughs> I definitely was like this is a very interesting meet cute story that we've got going on here I'm not sure I'm into it but alright fine let's, let's proceed <laughs> yeah um they like ran into each other and fell down, and of course, Futaba's hand and the lands in Kikuchi's crotch. Uh, very, very awkward moment for high schoolers, especially I would say. Uh, but they they do eventually start digging, and I think that's when Futaba's feelings start to really solidify for Ko, um, because she realizes that like he she's having a really good time with Kikuchi, but it's just like. She wants to hang out with him as a friend, but not really the same way as she feels about Ko. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's like the middle of the manga is so like frustrating, like purposely so, but just like <laughs> it's so frustrating to be like, you guys are destined for each other, and I don't quite understand why it's just true love, your soulmates, you know, like I don't understand why you, you dig each other so much from a cop, cops and robbers game and like whatever. I don't care. That doesn't matter. I just know that you're destined for each other. Why are you messing around with Narumi and Kikuchi? Like get get out of here. <laughs> I yeah. don't need this. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like immediately in the second volume, it ends with Makita being like, you know, I think I have a crush on Ko. Uh so that throws a wrench into Fuktaba's thing because she had these uh, quote-unquote fake friends that uh, Ko calls them because she's just kind of hanging out with them to have friends in high school. Um, but with Makita, she really gets that, uh, that true friendship where they can connect on a uh, we have all of these things in common level of being ostracized for various reasons, but now they're together and being happy and going after the same guy. <laughs> At least that was handled with a pretty pretty fair grace. I was like, okay, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we all know what's happening here, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I did like the the interaction between them, like realizing that they did not want to compete over it because they like they're, they're friends. They're still friends in the end, and they still want to be friends regardless of who's going to uh, get the guy, as they say. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're, it's almost, it's not like they're not competing. They're just like, we're actually going to compete 
with our full hearts, like, don't go easy on me. <laughs> like, like right. Poe is the one that's going right. to decide, right? So, like, don't, don't, don't wimp out on me. Like, go, go after it because you, you love him so much. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and while, while all that going is going on, we also have a different love triangle of Murao, Komen Minato, and Tanaka, the teacher. Um, and, like, we... We have read a lot of Clamp on this podcast, and Clamp is known <laughs> yes. for the age gap romance stuff. Uh, I was thankful that this one was very much one-sided, it seems. Um, like, Tanaka kind of threw uh, a few things where I was like, mm, maybe maybe don't say that part, but... Um, <laughs> He's just <laughs> so, no like... Thing innocent you know like yeah I, I feel like sometimes he genuinely doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they they do set that up like even with his clothes uh he dresses in the weirdest t-shirts or I love him, though. He's great. Shirts. yeah <laughs> he's a he's a funny guy um but i like that uh i like the depiction of this compared to a lot of the other age gap romances morale is allowed to have these crushes on teachers and she's allowed to learn that um this kind of thing is probably not going to work out and kominato is just uh aggressive enough but not to the point of being offensive yeah kominato is a, a good dude and I do feel like, yeah, Clamp has kind of ruined our generation in particular. Like, I, I do feel like shoujo, like new, new shoujo overall is like, hmm, age gap romances. Like, put put that back. <laughs> like, we have to do this. This is not good anymore, you know? Like, okay. Um, I know that there's Takane and Hana, but, like, Takane and Hana is actually, like, shockingly... Uh, like, like it, it has not yet crossed a line. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing for 15 volumes of an age gap romance or whatever I'm at now. <laughs> it hasn't yet crossed a uncrossable line. It's, it's really impressive. <laughs> oh, uh, I've not heard of that one. Oh, well, it's, it's about uh, a like rich dude who's supposed to take over a big company. He's like 28. Um but then he gets put into an arranged marriage meeting with uh, one of his, like, father's, like, really sub-employees, like, with, her, with his daughter. Um, but the daughter, who is older and could be married, doesn't want to go. Uh, so her younger sister goes, and she's, like, a high school student. Uh, but then those, like, the 28-year-old and the high school student actually, like, totally crush each other. Uh, and, yeah, it's been going on for, like, 15 volumes. And I'm like, man, really? It, it hasn't wow. gone into any, like, an unbridgeable, like, uh, yeah, nasty territory yet. It's just wild. <laughs> it's truly wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Where, where are the, the more wholesome? Can they be, can they be wholesome? Uh, <laughs> eight gap romances. Uh, just so used to the, the sixth grader and the teacher from Cargaggio Sakura. No. <laughs> Unacceptable. Even like yeah. Clamp and Clear Card has kind of like reneged that one. They're like, okay, yeah. no. Put it back. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Back. Uh, little extracting. Back to Blue Springer Egg. Um. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Tanaka and yeah. I mean, definitely uh, Mr. Tanaka, you know, you, morale at one point is like, would you have liked me if you weren't my teacher? And he's just like, there is no if, do not ask me, is <laughs> a very powerful line. Yeah. And then, you know, um, it, it comes around at the end, too, so it's, mm -hmm. it's really powerful. Yeah, hinting enough 
uh, to, I guess, satisfy fans of that pairing, but not so much that it is too weird. It's a little weird still. <laughs> it's weird. Why? He's like, no, you cannot imagine a future like that doesn't exist, right? Like, it's really powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, this this kind of series where uh, the these characters are just allowed to be and um, allowed to learn and, and especially allowed to fail is something that I, I really enjoy. I like just spending time with shoujo characters going through these kinds of feelings of um, liking one another um, and figuring out how to express those feelings in a way that is not going to be embarrassing to yourself. But like now that I'm older, I know that it's always going to be embarrassing to yourself. <laughs> when yeah. you're in high school, you're just like, how do, I, how do I do this in a way that is not mortifying? I love that they just fully embrace the, the cheesiness at the end. Like Ko is just like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just listening for it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. We just went into like full blown, like really cheesy romance territory. Yeah. Now. Like. <laughs> awesome uh yeah I, I think i like i cannot say that this is like concretely true but but how i felt was like it's actually really admirable like what what makes it stand out from other shoujo series is really admirable that there aren't many moments like i can't really con concretely remember a moment within it where they're like we wish we could stay like this forever right like they're mm -hmm. never like let's pause time and be high schoolers forever like the the wish that futaba has with ko is that she's like i want to see him keep changing and like i want to grow with him uh forever and i, I don't want to miss all these different people that he becomes as he works through like the grief at losing his mom and and meeting all these new people and, and like going to a new school and all these things and i'm like wow that's it's actually really refreshing uh, that the emphasis is on the change. Like, obviously, these shoujo stories are usually about growing up in some way, but I feel like there's always, like, a reticence to do it. Whereas this one <laughs> yeah. is just like, no, uh, we, we definitely have to do this. <laughs> uh, and I really want to. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and I, that is really the, the thrust of it from the beginning. Like, Fukuba has missed these two or three years when they were in between from when they were in middle school to when um, they meet each other again in high school. And she is constantly uh, curious and enamored with those missing years. Like what happened to Ko in that time? And flippantly, he tells a story about how he, his parents got divorced and he changed his name uh, to live with his mom. Um, but he doesn't really dig into the rest of it where like he is, uh, very very affected by losing his mom and having to come back yeah uh i would say i want to say it was volume four i guess i shouldn't just like name volumes but but i guess oh no it is volume four i wrote this is the best chapter in my notes <laughs> uh within volume four and it's definitely the chapter where you know like we are getting more to the crux of like why ko is such you know, like a, a curmudgeon, for lack of a better mm -hmm. word. He's such a curmudgeon. Uh, he, he won't, like, work through his grief. Like, you know, he, he feels conflicted because he's like, I can't have fun and be happy like my mom is dead, you know, and I didn't treat her right when she was alive. And I, uh, yeah, didn't <laughs> didn't do all the, the things that I didn't appreciate the things that I should have while she, she was alive. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Futaba is just like, you know, at the end of it, she's like, listen, if you can't fill this hole in your heart with one big thing, then like work at filling it with a bunch of small things, like make, make friends, care about them. Um, you know, yeah, adopt the cat that he's like an armored with <laughs> and everything. That's a stray cat and everything. And I'm just like, oh, the chapter is, is so good. Yeah. I mean, the cat, uh, I love the conclusion of the cat story. <laughs> oh, that's true. The conclusion <laughs> of the cat story was like, oh, this is worth it. Um, like if we want to, uh, yeah, let's, uh, just get into the, the spoilery section of, um, about Hunter Rag. We, I mean, we dropped a few spoilers, but you won't, you won't be too ruined for it if you haven't read it yet. <laughs> but if you want to read it and you haven't read it yet and you care a lot about spoilers, don't, don't listen to that part. Um, but like with, with, uh, with the cat, with, with, uh, the conclusion of the Kikuchi and Futaba story with Narumi being introduced as like a uh, a parallel to Futaba and Kikuchi between Ko and Narumi. I I liked all of these things happening and I liked the, the wrinkles that they presented to the characters um, trying to find their the feelings to toward each other. Yeah. I just feel so bad because I still hated Narumi so much. Just like, I was like, I cannot like you. Uh, it's just so impossible to like you. Um, and then with Kikuchi, I feel bad because he was genuinely very sweet and like super cute. And I was just still like, no. But Futaba <laughs> and Ko are soulmates. You need to get out of here. <laughs> just like, <Yeah>. get leave. <laughs> Don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree on Narumi. I never, I never really fell in love with the character, but I liked what she added to the story. Um, as far as Kikuchi, I did. I felt really bad for Kikuchi. Like he got the short end of the stick on this, def- definitely, especially because he was so nice, like so, so nice He's throughout so the whole nice. story. <laughs> <laughs> he, he deserved better. And um, but I, I did like uh, how they really executed that story. Futaba is uh, in the wrong here by. Um, by dropping Kikuchi like this uh, when she knew she had a crush on Ko, especially because she's trying to use Kikuchi like, I'm going to fall in love with Kikuchi now and I'm going to forget about Ko. But like, that's that's not how it works. I mean, yeah, but to be fair, like, Kikuchi encouraged her to do that. Like, she, she never <laughs> was not with coming with this, right? Yeah. Like, she was like, oh no, I still really have feelings with Ko, for Ko. Uh, I probably should not date you. And he's like, no, that's exactly the reason you should date me. I yeah. will help you get over Co. And it's like, no. <laughs> oh, silly yeah. high schoolers. That's a bad plan. But sure, go for it. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the kind of mistake that you're allowed to make in high school. Um, and I, I liked also that he was kind of uh, in the background in a couple panels too. Like he's always 
going to be around them. They're in high school. They can't get away from each other now that they have dated and then broken up. Yeah. I mean, I really hope that they can be friends because I think they would be good friends. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the trying to give him a a pairing at the end with Kominato's little sister. I was like, okay, I didn't need that, but Mm. fine. I cannot remember that. Uh, is that in the last volume or is that in some other one? Um, I think it's in the, it's like, I don't remember. It's either the second to last or the last volume. Um, but it's like morale and Kominato are tasked with like picking up his little sister. Oh Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she gets lost. So then she runs into Kominato who like helps her find her way. But then she's like, can we go to like his concert or whatever that's happening at the time? And so they go to the concert and, you know, she's just like being all doe eyed at him. And he's like, well, I'm so confused. Like, who is here at this concert right now? <laughs> like, yeah. I know some of these people, but what's going on? All right. Yeah, I remember that. That that was a little weird. But I think that's uh, at least gives him a potential for a, for a happier ending, even though it could be. A, a little weird still, but um, yeah, just, he's just super sad, like super sexy rock star who lost the girl. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, maybe it will fuel him to have have him write a lot of good songs again. See, he wrote a song about Fujiba, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he did. His whole album yeah. will just be a heartbreak uh, album about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the the male Taylor Swift, I guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they were, uh, I mean, the manga was obviously pushing Fukuba and Co. the whole time. I'm glad they got together at the end. I liked how they did it and all of the roadblocks that the uh, 13 volumes, 12 volumes, uh, 13 Thank volumes um, put in between us. Like It never felt overly long at 13. Um, and I'm glad it's not like skip beat long. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Skippy <laughs> is a special shoujo exception, okay? <laughs> so many, so few things are that long in the shoujo world, yeah. Yeah. I really didn't like the part where Ko gets hit by a car, but... but oh, yeah, that, that was a little uh, cliffhanger It was like, really, we're, we're doing this Ko gets hit by a car thing? Like, I've seen this, you know, in, in other yeah. things. And I mean, I guess... I was like, Ugh, I forgive it because I know that it's playing with... Well, first of all, I forgive it because then Iosaki Saka wrote in a side note that she was like, <laughs> it was based on a real-life experience I had. And I was like, uh, okay. That was especially past. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her side notes are really funny. Her, like, her yeah. life, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tell, write a memoir, manga, <laughs> about your life. Because it sounds wild to me, but okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I, like, forgave it because I was like, okay, apparently it's based on a real story. And I know that, like, um, this manga is drawing uh, a lot from, like, uh, the manga We Were There and, you know, some some other shoujo manga staples. So I'm like, ugh, fine, I'll forgive it. <laughs> Just this once. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I remember, like, I've watched so much anime so much manga or rig so much manga as well that i know <laughs> what is going to happen when someone gets hit by a car uh and they usually die <laughs> like oh i was gosh, like come on this. he's not gonna die <laughs> <This is dumb. laughs> 
I, I was legitimately worried that that was the direction they were going to go in and like what was going to happen next if if he did die like I mean Futaba that would have been such to, a turn of events let me tell you <laughs> yeah, Futaba gonna turn back to Kikuchi and <laughs> oh my goodness I mean yeah if he had died from getting hit by a car I'd be like okay I didn't expect I was reading like I love Nicholas Sparks novels but I'd be like I didn't expect that I was reading a Nicholas Sparks novel somebody should have warned me before, <laughs> before yeah. going in you know uh, I expect anything from Shoujo to really <laughs> to really uh, get to your heartstrings. They're like, how can yeah. we make you cry? <laughs> um, but I also liked the uh, they were or uh, Saki Saka were like really uh, through the 13th volumes put Morao and Kominato together um, much more seamlessly than, than Ko and Fugaba. I mean, obviously they're not the main characters. We don't get as much time with them. But um, by the end, when uh, Murao said, said eh, I'm, over, I'm over Tanaka. I'm over that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm into you now. But it was because he was just like such a persistently nice person that um, Murao really fell for him. Like, I liked that moment. Yeah, I think the conclusion of their, like, their getting together... I was like, oh, this is so nice, <laughs> like so <laughs> pleasant um, in a way that I actually didn't expect. Because, yeah, throughout I was like, okay, I mean, clearly you are eventually going to get together. But then, like, yeah, the, just the exchange that they have together at the end, I was like, wow, that, that actually was way more emotionally resonant than I, like, expected it to be for me. Yeah, especially compared to Futaba and Ko's story, which was... So many more twists and turns, whereas Morao and Kominato were kind of always had this sort of antagonistic relationship because Morao was always spurning Kominato's advances, but they just became closer by hanging out with each other and uh, like by Morao having these other two uh, girlfriends in Makita and Futaba, she was able to really open up about her feelings and about uh, just anything. Yeah. Um... And it it really is nice. I guess, I guess I did allude to this before. It was nice because you know, uh, yeah. Mister Tanaka says there is no if uh, mm -hmm. to if uh, he likes her, even if if he would like her if he was not their teacher. Um, and you know that that is the choice that is presented at the end. Like Kominato is forthcoming about the information that he knows, which is, is he is like Mister Tanaka is no longer going to be our teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, so he like gives morale that that opportunity to be like, well, you can go test if you really meant <laughs> uh, there is no if, right? Yeah. Um, and she just like absolutely does not. And she's like, why did you doubt yourself this whole time? Like, uh, yeah, like th there's definitely a certain point where it's just like Kominato is so has has tunnel visioned himself into being so convinced that she doesn't like him uh, that he doesn't see that for like you know five volumes she's been like preferential <laughs> to him um and, and nice to him like like she just doesn't he he doesn't see it because he he's so distracted by think, thinking she she doesn't like him that she's still into mr tanaka that like she has a crush on ko for a second there and, and all these things um so it was just really nice to yeah kind of have the tables flipped where morale is just like you're 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 so silly yeah. <laughs> like obviously <laughs> i like you yeah and uh, especially because in the first couple volumes, he was very uh, toward <laughs> toward morale. Um, 
he was always saying like he never said uh the the three words that she he likes her but he was always suggesting that and like of course morale knew what was going on but she didn't want to reciprocate at the time but he never since he never said anything she never said anything high schoolers high schoolers are so silly (laughs) (laughs) no i mean the more shoujo manga i read and the longer my own romantic relationships have gone on, I'm like, you know what? This is actually, this this is very relatable and real. And yeah. it's so silly. We're all so silly. That's <laughs> really yeah, what this comes down to. We're always worried about what will or what might happen as opposed to uh, what probably will happen. Yeah. And we're always like, oh, well, you know, that action, that really cute action that we just did, it could have been romantic or it could have been 50 million other things. It's like, okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe you should going, stick with your gut here. Going down that what-if path at two in the morning as you're slaying it back. Yeah. What if she doesn't really like me? <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Just say uh, words and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really liked this manga overall. Um, I think this is a, a succinct shoujo that allowed uh, allowed us time to hang out with these characters longer than some of the other very satisfying shorter shoujo. Like you mentioned, you watched to say before, I believe Imigoki was one of the first ones that I really yeah. got into, but that's only five volumes. You don't have very much time with them. Yeah. Um, so at 13, it felt like a good length uh, that did not overly burden uh, <laughs> shelves or X-Day. Yes, yes, that's true. It's, it's a very uh, a good length where, it, yeah. I feel like anything between like 10 and 15 volumes is like a good sweet spot. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, especially with something like shoujo like it's so uh so so character driven where you want to be able to have more time with these characters and learn who they are and learn um how they interact with each other and this one really did a good job with that like you know where uh everyone stands with everyone else between the five main characters yeah i actually feel like uh yeah of the five main characters like makita (laughs) or or you know if we're not considering of the, of the main three trio of girls, and like Makita got the short end of the stick here, but she was yeah, cute with uh, Uchi, so I mean that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, could you have any closing thoughts on this series before we wrap up this episode? Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely worth a read. I think if you haven't read Iosaki Saka before, it is like. She's a bit of an acquired taste, maybe, <laughs> you know, like, got to be a little persistent with it. And then you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, it's really good. Um, I guess, yeah, uh, like, for me, it's just each time I actually reread a Saki Saka piece, I'm like, I do really appreciate this more. Like, uh, yeah, that, that chapter that I mentioned in, in volume four, like, reading it the second time, I was like, this chapter is actually really, really brilliant. Like, uh <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm rereading my notes now. Like um, there had been an earlier chapter where Ko tried to teach Fushiba, you know, about uh, how scary men can be or, or whatever. So he like 
gets on top of her and is like, look, I could just, you know, take advantage of your body right now because I'm a big, strong man. And she's like, yeah, but you won't because you're co and you're totally my soulmate and in love with me <laughs> and a nice guy, <laughs> you know? Um, but then in, in chat, in this chapter in volume four, um, she's the more powerful one. Cause she's in the, you know, like Ko's like melting down over his mom and like being heartfelt with her, uh, about like why he avoids Mr. Tanaka and all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Just being like, I, I let my brother down by not taking care of our mom and just just all these things. Um, and it, you get the the reversal, actually, of their body positions. Like, she's the one who comes out on top and is, like, very earnestly trying to be in his face <laughs> about, like, no, uh, you're going to be okay. Like, we, we, you can work through this. Here are some, like, coping methods, right? And it's just like, <laughs> man, this is so good. <laughs> this yeah. chapter is so good. <laughs> Yeah, and I I really like those moments, and I like that, uh, especially after after reading the whole thing, you get the sense that Ko was, um, I mean, Sakizaka also writes that Ko was deliberately uh, acting cool at the beginning, but as he opens up more to all the other characters, you kind of... uh, on upon, upon a reread, you see those moments when he's lowering his guard and allowing himself to be, or allowing him to be himself, and then uh, raising it back up and acting all weird and cool again. <laughs> he's so soon. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but then, like the embodiment of that is the cat, which he names Yoshioka after Futaba. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I now I have to reread it just to, for the scenes where the cat is in it. Is yeah. Whenever they say Yoshioka, I'm like, okay, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's let's, uh, let's close out this episode. Where can people find you online? Um, yeah, so I do a shoujo specific podcast called Shoujo and Tell. Uh, it's pretty much at Shoujo and Tell uh, on all the platforms, <laughs> like uh, most, mostly Twitter. Twitter is my most active. Um, I am at AshMcD00 on Twitter. Um, yeah, those are the main places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and you can find me on Twitter at ImpassionateK, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Manga in Your Ears. And you can find all of our episodes over at taikupodcast.com. That is T-A-I-I-K-U. And uh, thank you, Ashley, for coming on. Letting me have an outlet for the uh, Fluffy Shoujo. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to keep in mind that you love the Fluffy Shoujo. <laughs> Perhaps we can talk about more Fluffy Shoujos in the future. <laughs> I, I'm always up for it. <laughs>